All right. Test. All right. Shall I read it? Yeah, yeah. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Get five hilarious party games from the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. Nailed it. Oh, man. Every time we just nail the shit out of it. What's your name, little lady? <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And today's theme is... Cash money. What a financial topic. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Cash rules everything around friendships. <laughs> when cash money comes into a friendship scenario and how awkward that can be. Incredibly. Right. It's definitely incredibly awkward. So we're talking about all kinds of sides of this topic, whether it's about borrowing money or trying to avoid spending money or uh, buying presents and how much presents should cost and blah, blah, blah. There are so many weird rules surrounding this because just like in thank you notes, adding obligation into a friendship is very awkward and very difficult. And when we're talking about money, we're talking about presents, we are really talking about obligations. Exactly. And it's frustrating, man. Should I read the first question? Fuck yeah, you should. Okay. I have a diverse group of friends. Some of them are doing a lot better than me financially. Sometimes when we hang out, they want to go out to eat afterwards. When we get to the restaurant, I find it's $20 plus a plate. I don't really want to talk about my finances to my friends. It's awkward. What can I do? This sucks. This does suck. It does. But the good news is that you can do this without talking about your finances to your friends. Yes. Yeah. As soon as I saw that phrase, I thought, you don't have to do that. Yeah, damn straight. So first things first, you said when you get to the restaurant... So what's the conversation like when you're picking a restaurant? Are you involved in picking the place or do your friends suggest one and then there you must go? I think that maybe you can get yourself involved in the planning stages of these outings more. Once you get there, you're faced with the unpleasant surprise of picking up the menu and realizing it's very expensive. Step back in this timeline and make that not happen. <laughs> and there are things you can do to prevent you from ending up at a place you can't afford. It sucks that we're giving you advice to change your behavior, but it's not because you're doing anything wrong. I totally agree. And $20 a plate, like doing that all the time is kind of crazy. crazy. It's pricey for anyone. Yeah. I mean, really. And especially if you're somebody who's like, I'm saving for my retirement that I'm going to have one day. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then yeah. I mean, like you're just a responsible person and there's no shame in that, man. Some scripts you can use when the group is planning this restaurant eating outing situation. Right, because we definitely both agree that this needs to be faced before you get to the restaurant. Right. Here's what you can say without <laughs> discussing your finances. <laughs> That's not my budget. Or that place is a lot out of my price range for today. Can we grab something quicker? Or this is probably the least awkward one in my personal favor. I'm saving for blank. So I'm trying to cut back at eating out at restaurants. Yeah, or just I'm trying to cut back on eating out at restaurants. Yeah. You don't even need to give them a reason yeah. why. Yeah, that's completely legitimate. And like anything, it'll probably will be difficult to say these things the first time, but they will get easier. The things you're saying are reasonable. I totally, totally, totally agree. How about instead of going out to a restaurant, you guys go out for like tea or coffee or ice cream instead? You know, these are places where everybody can get like one cheap thing and it's not weird because you're all going out for ice cream or you're yeah. all going out for coffee. You're not stuck. It's just that you have to get yourself involved in the conversation sooner and it does suck 
that you have to advocate for yourself earlier in the process and make the change on your own. Boo. Yeah. What I really want is for the group of friends to make sure they aren't listening to everyone's opinion when it comes to picking a restaurant. So hopefully that's happening and maybe you can steer the group in that direction. So for everybody out there, in order to be a more considerate friend, when you're picking out places to hang out, remember that anything that costs money for you to feel not awkward to be there, so like a bar, a restaurant, going whirly-balling, all of those things have a gate and that is money. And you've got to put that into consideration when you're making plans. Even when you're going karaoke that costs money too. It does. Number two. Okay. Friendship and presence. How do I do it right? Is it okay to give a birthday gift if they didn't give me one or vice versa? What does it all mean? Ah! And all of those were, they had a lot of uh, exclamation points. Those were all necessary noises. Correct. They were. Birthday gifts are weird. (laughs) As adults, they're so weird. Like, it made so much sense when you were a kid and you had to bring a stupid present. Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, there's this pause of like, wait, what do I do? What do you even buy? Especially if you're like invited to someone's like specific birthday party. Right. Because that's like, do I, what do I show up with? Nothing. That's why I always like to say like, don't bring a gift. Yeah. Bring booze instead. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Or a snack if you don't do booze. Right. Booze if you don't do snacks. Yeah, that's a good policy. Yeah. So I guess the general rule is if you're invited to a birthday party, bring something to share rather than a present. I think that's a great idea. When you're an Make adult. something that'll make the group happy. Yeah. It's really the thought that counts when it comes to presents. And I know that's such an old, tired phrase, but really think about what that means. It's the fact that you thought to give someone a present is extremely meaningful. You took the time to think of them, and then you cared enough to follow through. So no matter what it is that you bring them, that is such an important thing. Like, oh, I saw this thing, and I thought of you. Like, how beautiful is that if you really get down to it? So if you want to give a birthday gift to someone who did not give you one, just consider why you want to give them a gift at all. So if you feel obligated, don't do it. But if you put the thought in and you found something you truly want to give them and you want them to feel special with this thing that you're presenting, then do it. And even outside of like the birthday situation, my oldest friend, we've never given each other birthday gifts, but when I went to London, I got her a Harry Potter scarf because that is like our shared joy. Yeah. Sharon, I also got you a Hufflepuff scarf. You did, and I love it. Yay. Yeah, because it's like, I know this will bring you joy, and I'm doing something special. You can be upfront about what you're doing. You can say, I came across this thing. I really want to give it to you, but I don't want to make you feel weird. It just made me think of you. Yeah. It's a one-time thing, like that kind of thing. Right. I've done that to my cousins before. But one year, I just found something that reminded me of one specific cousin. I was like, here, I got you this thing, but just so you know, this isn't going to be a thing now. Yeah, this isn't every year. Let's not make this a thing. (laughs) Yeah, let's not make this weird. (laughs) Let's not make this weird. I usually tell my friends, like, blanket, I don't do birthday presents. Like, just, like, typically, I don't do it. And you can also give gifts that cost nothing. Trin wrote me a fanfic for my birthday. I did. And it cost her nothing but like a lot of her time. Like a lot of my time. <laughs> but I did I did become obsessed with that piece. <laughs> it was kind of well, like all consuming. And perfect. <laughs> I really love doing it. Oh my god, I started it like two weeks before her birthday and I would work on it like every night. And I was gonna just hire somebody to do it, and then I was like, no, I can't. This has gotta be a part of my own soul. And then I had like four people edit it. I read it out loud to my father, who did not quite understand what was <laughs> happening, but like seemed to enjoy it nonetheless. But yeah, I paired Jen with all of the Blackhawks. It was incredible. I'm, I'm so gonna go read it again after it. this. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, that's one thing you can do. Or you could draw them something if you're good at, or you're bad at drawing. That would right. be great too. You can you can physically make something that would blow their minds. Um, one of the presents that Jen got was um, a friend hired a friend to draw a picture of one of Jen's tweets. Oh, it was incredible. It was really, It was really a good. very, very me gift. That's why it was so special. Right. So it didn't cost her like a million dollars because it was her friend, but it, that's a lot of thought to say, I've read your tweets. It's this tweet that I like, and I'm going to go out of my way to do this about it. Best birthday ever. This is really a tight birthday. <laughs> All right, last question, I suppose. Last question. My friend owes me $40. Every time I mention it, he just laughs. What a twat. I know. I've told him I'm serious, but he doesn't seem to care. I'm afraid if I push the issue, it'll create tension. On the one hand, it's only $40. On the other hand, he borrowed it a year and a half ago, and it still bugs me when I think of it. Man, fuck this person. This person is so terrible. For his $40, it's not like an insignificant sum of money. It's not like five bucks. Yeah. Like, it's an annoying sum of money, because it's not like $1,000, like, that you need it right now. Like, okay, like, okay, man, you're paying me back. But it's not so little that you can forget about it, like $5. How they are responding to your request tells you a lot about this person. Yeah. Like, what a weirdo. Who laughs when their friend tells them right out? Yeah, like I what just they can't imagine that conversation. That's <laughs> insane. It's actually not a conversation. They're basically ignoring you. Yeah. The laughter is ignoring you. It, it's symptom of a bigger issue. Like, they're not taking your needs into account, and they're not taking you seriously, which is such a... That's so jerky. You know the Maya Angelou quote? I think it was her who said, like, if someone shows you who they really are, believe them. Like, that's kind of what's happening here. Yeah, no, I agree. Like... <laughs> So the first thing that I thought is that if this person keeps laughing at you when you ask in person, which they shouldn't and they're terrible, um, I would send a short email because it seems that the approach you're taking isn't working. We need to reach them on a different level that they can't argue with. So like something short like, hey, I would actually like that $40 back. Could you bring it to lunch next week? And don't say anything like, I'm sorry to be a dick about this, or I know it's not really a big deal, but I'd really like my $30 back. Just say what you mean. And if he ignores the email or makes a joke and says he won't pay you, he's a dick. Yeah, I think it's super smart to use that kind of language in an email because you're not giving them an out at all. You're not apologizing, and you're not putting words in their mouth. You are directly asking the thing. Yeah, you're putting it in simple terms that he can't argue with, and hopefully it'll resolve that way. This person said they're afraid to push the issue because it'll create tension. And yeah, I probably will if you push the issue, but that's not on you. Right. It's not you pushing the issue that was the problem. It was this person creating the issue. Yeah, that you are trying to solve it and move on with your life. Your $40. And this person is actively avoiding fixing it for over a year. And I wonder how often you ask them because it's human to forget. Yeah. Like, maybe they don't have $40 on them, but, like, go to a fucking ATM and solve this problem. Yeah, if you, like, asked him this and you guys were at, like, a bar or something and he could have gone to the ATM. Yeah, it just seems like an easy fix to make your friend happy and pay someone back. Yeah. And there's a debt between you and you must resolve. You know, and a lot of people will tell you, like, don't lend your friends money and stuff like that. I don't think it's practical advice. I don't think it is either. Because if your friend asks for money, you're, you're probably going to do it. Yeah. Like, if you went out for dinner or something and they're like, oh, could you spot me? Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a... Nope. S- go wash the dishes. Not helping. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just think that that's so impractical. I mean, I do think that like, you should avoid lending things out that you want back in general. I think that that's great. Right. Like, don't lend out your first edition... Harry Potter that you got when you were seven. Yeah. 
which I have, but I got it back. Did you really? Yeah, it's okay. It was oh, it was wow. a good friend, oh. but I I explained how important it was, and I trusted this friend. That that friend must be a very dear person to you. Yeah, for you to share yeah. those books. Yeah, and I mean, and they gave it back, so good work. So there you go. <laughs> it's not that hard to to relent to give the thing back. Right. Oh, I'm so mad at this person. Do you think it would be worth asking, is there a reason why you haven't paid me back yet? Yeah. I would like to know what the fuck is happening. If they, I would say that that's a good response to if they're like, no, I'm not paying you back on that email. Well, I think they're going to ignore the email. Really? I think people ignore emails. Or like a text message. Maybe a text. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I just feel like it, they got to try a different approach than talking about I it agree. in person. I agree. Because there's something in this person's approach that is not... Send them a letter. <laughs> yeah, send them a carrier pigeon or a Morse code. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think something written that they can't argue with is, is really good. And wow, wow. Is there a reason why you haven't paid me back? That's really good, Jen. Because it's like... They have to literally ask themselves, yeah, is the, the answer is you're lazy and you don't care about your friend. Or are they extremely short on rent? I don't know. Yeah. The other thing that it could be is, so I have this, like, general policy with some of my friends that's like, okay, I'll cover coffee this time and you'll cover it next time, that kind of thing. So maybe, maybe you have something going on like that and he feels like he's giving you $40 within that you That's know, a good, yeah, yeah, that could totally be it. I mean, yeah. probably not. Probably not. Because I think you would have recognized that by now. I but, totally agree. But maybe there is some back and forth that you haven't realized. There is a new, a whole new conversation topic within that as well. When you talk about the idea of communal funds within a friend group, that is a really tricky situation to get in. A lot of friend groups do this. So the idea of, okay, we're going to go out to lunch and Steven will pick it up this time and Carlin will get it next time and Trin will get it next time. Um, that can be really sticky. And the, per the first question, the first asker, the $20 a plate person, I mean, that's not something you want to do. But if you have like a reasonable grasp on like how much money you're spending all of the time and you have a reasonable grasp on this definitely being a fair thing, a lot of adults that works for. I do it with my friends casually. I spotted someone's cab. So next time we went out, they bought me a beer. Yeah. And I've gotten to the place in my friend group where I'm like, hey, I think you owe me a beer. But like, <laughs> yeah, only with a couple of my friends. This is like advanced friendshipping techniques. Yeah. Right now. Totally. This, like, is, this, this is like my, my closest friend where we've been doing this back and forth for years. And we've both forgotten before. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. Right. But like $40 is different. So, so that is a great technique if, again, if you have a pretty good handle on how much money you're spending, if both of you are on the same page of whether or not you remember or don't, and that you always keep in mind that it may come to a point where your friend is like, this is not working anymore, and you should be okay with that. Is there any other general like financial advice we should yeah, give our listeners? From important businesswomen. Important businesswomen, Jen and Trin. This can be really awkward. God, it is <laughs> it's so It's such an awkward, awkward topic. Because, because of capitalism, man. Yeah. We're trained not to talk about this kind of thing. Yes. Just like you're trained by capitalism not to talk about how much money you make. Because if we did all openly talk about how much money we make, we would have to get paid more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone would. I'm not talking specifics here. It's like if it was an open conversation, people would be in trouble. <laughs> I totally agree. Be as open as you can about this without, you know, making anyone uncomfortable. Right. It's like when you all got your ACT scores back in high school. It's like some people were okay with talking about it. Some people weren't. Some people just straight up lied about what they got, and you know they did. Yeah. You know, um, and that is so natural and, oh, sucks, really. Yeah, treat money like your ACT score. That's good advice. Like, really try and read the room when you are talking about money. 
Oh man, totally. It's like money is like pooping. No, I like talking about pooping. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some people who do. That's the thing. That's the same thing. People, there are people who love talking about pooping, love people talking about money. <laughs> But some of them just want to all do it behind closed doors in private. Oh, super good analogy. And you don't want to leave a stink in the room. I don't think that applies to or money. A, no, I think... You, no, because you can leave a stink over a conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... Yeah, I love it. This is a good, this is a good metaphor. Well, let's just speak in metaphor for the rest yeah. of this episode. Money is like poop. Some <laughs> people get enjoyment out of ex- talking about it. <laughs> Other people do not. And it comes some out of your ass. Some people lied about their ACT scores. Some people still lie about their ACT scores oh my god I remember so when we got our ACT scores back in high school my entire girl squad told each other that we all got the same (sighs) score and I know so I actually did lie about what I got I actually what I got higher than what I said because I didn't want to specifically make one girl in the group really really mad at me because we were very competitive so and I know that there was no way we all got the same score that doesn't make that's not possible I know that's hilarious trend but hopefully you guys are more mature than 17 year old teenagers from the burbs (laughs) so fucking hilarious like and that's (laughs) I think I did that about um AP tests or maybe it was SAT scores. I did poorly on an... On an <laughs> this is so funny now. It seems so important at the time, right, but now it's yeah. like, who gives? Who cares? Yeah, I did poorly on an a- AP test, and like all my friends were smarter than me. So I was just like, yeah, I got a 4 too. <laughs> but like, who cares? <laughs> right, it didn't make any difference in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, or in the friendship. Yeah. Well, maybe a little. I'm not friends with any of those people now, so maybe it did. But I would strongly recommend that unless you feel so uncomfortable and you feel obligated to lie, probably don't lie in a conversation about money. If somebody in the, the, the $20 question was like, oh, are you are you like on a tight budget? Like, you can say yes. I don't think there's any shame in that, especially if they're your friends. Yeah, totally. And I'm yeah. making I'm making eight figures. You yeah. don't need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not saving for anything. I'm blowing all my money. <laughs> no, but there's absolutely no, no shame at not wanting to spend money every week on going out to eat or whatever the case is. I think the blanket answer should be, I'm trying to put away a little bit more monthly in my IRA. <laughs> And then you could have the most boring conversation ever. God, make it so fucking boring that they'll never want to talk about money yeah. again. They'll never want to talk, like ask you to go out to eat ever again. It's just coffee. I remember even that though. Like one time I was talking to my my smart, responsible financial planning friend, and he was talking about that, and I was like, "Shit, I should be planning. I need to be planning more and saving more." Fuck, this is awful. Everyone's got a thing with money. Just remember that everyone has a relationship with money that is probably bad <laughs> it's like it's like Who's, moms yeah yeah everyone has a bad relationship with their mom. <laughs> everybody has a complicated relationship with their mother and you don't know what that relationship is like and it's deeply personal most personal things for a person is to talk about their parents just like it is with money but i really do love the metaphor that your relationship with money is as personal as your relationship with your mom and people it's, who have positive relationships with their moms are more likely to talk about them People who have a lot of money are Are more likely to talk about it. Are more likely to be like, I'm going to pick up lunch for everybody. Ah, yes. I just really want this metaphor to work. I'm not entirely sure. No, I think it's there. Cool. (laughs) All right. Should we wrap it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, this is Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Jen and Trin on Twitter. Uh, Jen has two N's, and the second N stands for compound interest. (laughs) 
That was really bad. Hold on. Financial terms by letter. I got it. Thank you. Stands for. Can you just shout it? Narrow market. <laughs> NASDAQ. <laughs> National debt. All of those are good. Negative cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. All right. You can also ask us your financial-related questions. Please don't ask us anything about finances unless it has to do with friendship, because friendship yeah. is our actual area of, like, somewhat expertise. It's ask.fm slash Jen and Trin, and the same number of N's apply. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> do friendship at the problem.